That's hard to say because it's like, if you think about it that way, then it's like there's a definitive moment in any relationship. It's like, yo, once this happens, you have achieved well, true no. love. No, no, no. Like, because it's always evolving because you always change. So, I mean, like right now at this current moment, it's AJ in this stage. What is it? Not AJ in a few months from now stage. Because, yeah, growth is. yeah. I guess from my perspective, like I'm a really self-conscious, self-aware, not conscious. What's the word I'm looking for? Self-something. Self-serving, maybe. I don't know. For me, it's like when you, there's that point where you blur the line where it's like, okay, I can't picture a life without this person. But I think also somebody that's codependent can think that same exact way. Mm -hmm. So I won't say that. But for someone like me, it's like, okay, when every decision I make, I'm thinking, how does this affect this other person before I think about how it affects me? Right. So I'm like, okay, how does, how, how would this affect my wife before I'm even like, well, damn, like, how do I feel about it? Right, right. Um when you're able to like remove yourself from a lot of things and think about somebody else and, and their well being and how they may react to it. For me that was probably a a defining moment, but there's many. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to say though. That's a good cause I didn't think about it. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, what about for you? Um I don't know. I don't That's know. a great answer. <laughs> the man that knows something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. But I don't know. We'll revisit that. Yeah, I never thought about it. <laughs> this is a question that you've concocted. Yeah, I thought about it. I just thought like, about the question, but I never thought about my answer for it. <laughs> that's interesting, man. Hey, y'all, this is Jay. Mrs. C. We are the DeMarcos, and you are here on another episode of our podcast, Wet Shrimp, Black Love and Bullshit, where we talk black love and we talk bullshit, but mostly the bullshit, because we've been dealing with bullshit our whole lives. Um, <laughs> this is what we do. We are a uh, husband and wife. We are black. We are in love, and um, we have very, uh, we have an interesting dynamic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, based on, on having conversations with, with other people just the way that we go about thinking about things and we don't realize like how we sound to other people a lot of the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, we pretty much do podcasts anytime we're in the car or on the couch chilling. Like we just talk about random shit. Hours for worth hours of random end. shit. <laughs> and then go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and get up, go to work and do it again the next day. Um, but yeah, this is what we do. So uh, that was that was great that you started off with that. Yeah. Because I feel like there hasn't been been a lot of love talk been a lot of bullshit yeah it's hard not to because a lot of the podcasts i listen to are just and we're just bullshit is thrown in our face every day so we see yeah. more of that than we do of love I especially in this day that. and age yeah exactly a lot of bullshit no love do you feel like love is stronger today than it was previously no, no. i think it was it's, it's been at a plateau okay but a really really low plateau not like mid graph plateau i think just um the definition of love has changed um. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, people. Yeah, I have no idea what people back then thought. Obviously, because it's not like permanent like it is today. Mm -hmm. But a lot of art, a lot of uh, literature, shit like that. Like the definition of love wasn't always like, oh, I'm romantically linked to this one person. Mm -hmm. It was just like an overall like feeling of being gay, or whatever <laughs> word they used back then for happy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. you just over and in, overindulge with life. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, I just love life. Mm -hmm. And 
I think now it has more so to do with like, oh, like romantic love. Mm-hmm. So these people say, oh, you only fall in love three times in life. And it's like, well, why limit it to three times? Yeah. Why does it have to be linked to another person? Why can't I fall in love with what I do for a living, you know? Right. right. I, I never really understood the, the limitation with that. But I do know if on a romantic level back then people, you know, didn't marry for love and now they do. Yeah, they marry for like, well, like <laughs> um, well-being or, if, or like, for lack of better words, um, livelihood, security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least the women I know and the men were just like the suitors. <sighs> Are black people the only people that don't marry for um, you know, like suitors and <laughs> to merge families and shit. Like a hierarchy. Like, <laughs> Chain of command. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never heard of a black story where it's, well, I mean, like tribal, you know. But I'm talking about like, okay, African Americans then. Okay. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I still don't really know if outside of the U.S. black people are called black people. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I um, think they are probably. I think it probably will be. Yeah, it may just be like s- slang to them, but to us, it's like it's what we are. Like mm, here, we yeah, are like black. that's that's an ethnic, like but a like, race. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I really don't know, but that that would have a lot to do with that. I just yeah, I don't hear stories like that very often. Maybe Oprah and Stedman, because I don't know much about that man. So yeah, they have a very very unique relationship. Yeah, it doesn't exist. That's very, you know, the they type do. of relationship where you never have to see your partner. No, they see each other. I've never heard of this man. Stedman? Yes. He's been around for he's, a minute. No, bro. He's married to A, the richest like black person in America mm-hmm. and probably the most prominent and well-known. He's not married to her. They're not married at all. They're not married? Who is this nigga? She's never been married. They're not married. They have a child. Man, what the fuck is this? You really don't know nothing about Oprah then. They not married? They're not married. That's just a baby daddy. Yeah. It's her boyfriend. Wow. But they have everything like together. Like that's just how they like it. She says she not getting married until gay marriage is legalized so her and Gail can run off and be happy together like they want to be. <laughs> oh no. That will be like the cherry on the end, you know, after her show gets canceled which will eventually happen if it hasn't happened already, then she'll announce that, you know, I've been gay all this time. You know, everybody will go subscribe to O. And, uh, yeah, and that's how she'll live out her final days. You are so disrespectful. Full of scandal. So disrespectful. Why am I disrespectful? Oh, my gosh, y'all, please excuse him. Man, listen. I'm so sorry, Oprah. But on a serious note, does I don't, like, I know white rich white people do it all the time. Yeah, I don't think so. I've never heard any. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, I don't know. Indians go as far as to call themselves white and to marry white people. Yeah. And they just have one big quote unquote white family. They Yeah, they see themselves as a part closer to that side than the other. Hispanics do it. Hmm? I think Hispanics pride themselves. Yeah, but they're like them. really tight on family. Yeah. Like, like with the Italians. <laughs> like the Asians. And Asians. Mm-hmm. This is just black people. <laughs> We're the only lost, lost sheep. We out here marrying for love. <laughs> we got the game fucked up. Mm-hmm. What is this Mark of Canaan shit you was telling me about? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a it's a theory that uh, racism and like the slave trade and stuff like slave that slave the whole slaving of people started when this one lord or lord or something like that he um was a christian but in in the bible there's a mark of canaan that happened on, on the canaan people or something like that after cain killed abel or something and um yeah, they said that he gave him a distinguishing mark, right? And that a lot of people, because if you keep reading, it talks about like you know, then like a a black face or whatever, and um, or black something, and everyone assumed that it was a black face, a black face. So they assumed that dark skin was a curse, and they were meant to be enslaved because they were supposed to live as slaves to a certain other family, you know, as servitude. So that's how that's how some people were saying that that's a theory as to how slave slaving became a thing but I don't know I don't know how I feel about that one like I feel like it could be because I mean you read so many like different speeches you know and um Spain was a huge market for slave trade too you know so like it's no, like, I'm okay, not maybe, even aware of that yeah no Spain was huge Cubans were huge um slave owners and selling and shit like Cubans that. owned the slaves mm-hmm they had ships and stuff, yeah. And they enslaved black people. Mm-hmm. Carry on. <laughs> you have a lot of white Cubans. You don't really see too many dark ones. Well, probably now. I don't really know, honestly. You probably do now. No, I definitely, when I think Cuban, I think dark. You do? Yeah. yeah. Them and Dominicans. I assume white. Everybody else pretty much white looking to me. Mm. Dominicans for sure. Mm-hmm. But... I never thought about the Cubans. Yeah. Even though all the Dominicans I ran to growing up, for the most part, were light skin. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that until I got older. But as as I got older and, like, you know, see people from New York, it's like, oh, all of y'all look black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is interesting. But, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, as far as the enslavement thing, that's very interesting that, that that's how that got started, according to some people anyway. Right. Um, I don't know if I, I believe that necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm just kind of up in the air about. Yeah, like when I, I was studying, um, like how I first came into, I guess, came into like knowledge or was enlightened about Doism was when I was reading up on um, like the different, I don't know what you call them, the different spiritual statues and stuff like that, you know? And, you know, Christians, they have the cross and they got like, you know, what what they think Jesus looks like. Right. And then we have, um, you know, Buddhists they have Buddha, uh, the Hindus, they have a Buddha. You know what I'm saying? But they're all their own individual little entity. Right. I was thinking like, OK, what? Because each what I noticed is like each religion has their own different beliefs, but they all have one core thing. And that's a higher being. Right. <laughs> So I was like, okay, if that is how, there has to be some truth to the story. Everyone just has a different way they want to say the story. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see it. So they all have that one thing that's important. So each of them have a that one figure that's like the holy one, right? So what does this person actually look like? And who is this? And why is it that each one have something that they think he looks differently, you know, to each person? And um, so what basically the they were saying is like Buddhists have the Buddha, you know, the short fat man, but it wasn't a real person. That's just how they 
I guess, um, detailed, I don't know, described, you know, him to be just like somebody that's happy and, you know, how they, how they seen happiness, how they seen enlightenment. And that's how it came to be a short, fat, bald man. And, um, but they, but the Doists, they talk about, um, not the Doists, but the Silk Road or whatever. They talk about how God was a nomad. You know, he constantly moved. So apparently they're, they think that archaeologists think that he traveled from across Asia. He's traveled across Asia. So then what I studied was that the, like in Revelation, they have seven rivers, right? And they're like this holy rivers or whatever. So whenever the world ends, you know, there's these certain rivers and there's things that's going to happen over there, you know, and there's seven or so churches that's in Asia, but it's all in Eastern Asia. And if you look, you can find the rivers or whatever there too. So I was like, okay, if he, if they're, if they're saying like archaeologists studies that show that he was a nomad and he's traveled across Asia, maybe he came in contact with these different um, countries. So, you know, maybe he hit China and then, I don't know, hit like uh, India, you know, that's where Hinduism came because they came in contact, the monks came in contact with an enlightened person, you know, but that higher being and like what monks believe, that higher being and that higher person, the enlightened one, I think was actually God and he was a normal man, you know, a normal man, just highly just, you know, down to earth. He taught the monks how to meditate. You know, he taught them about um, the Doist. The Doist actually, well, from what I read, was closest to that belief system, you know. So, like, he taught the Doist how to, um, I'm sorry, the monks how to meditate, how to, um, you know, kind of remove judgment from the 3D world and be able to see it for what it is and, you know, be able to notice, okay, if some if somebody is angry without a stimulant, then that's probably something that because they're dealing with things, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's, that's yeah. That, that concept is interesting. Cause I mean, like even within the religion, like people celebrate differently. I mean, mm-hmm. I can obviously only relate to Christianity, but like there's a way different way in the way you worship. If you grow up in a predominantly white church versus one that's mostly black, mm-hmm. like just the, just the, the level of praise is different. Mm-hmm. I go to white churches and it's like, thousand people seating with big screen TVs and it's guitars and it's, you know what I mean? And the word is like, turn the page, you know? <laughs> yeah. But in a black church, we, you know, if we started on the fourth floor, it ends on the first floor because mm-hmm. we're bringing the fucking house down. Like yeah. that's just how it goes. And, and just with that and what God looks like in a white church versus what God mm-hmm. looks like in a black church, like just those little intricacies within the religion, I could see something like that. Like God just presents himself and in, in how it relates to wherever he was traveling at the time or, yeah. or whoever God, quote unquote. But like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I see it today. Like I could see a lot of uh, black youth that wouldn't normally get into Christianity like that being attracted to it because you got rappers like that are really spiritual these days mm-hmm. on a major level. I mean, you could go Ace Hood, you could go Rod Wave. You could go uh, not a young. Right wave. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of what he, he he talks about, you know what I mean. Like if he if he takes one of those songs that's like, oh, you know, you know, my heart on ice, I'm depressed, this that, and then just throws in like, you know, thank God I got God somewhere in the song, like that could change somebody's life, yeah. like just that easily. You know what I mean? I don't listen to a lot of his music, but I can see like he's one of those that has a higher calling to me. Yeah. You know, you can see even with somebody like T. Grizzly, like a lot of what he talks about, 
yeah, you can see that he has a higher calling. Mm -hmm. He's not here just to promote uh, the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure he he has a mission. But Mm -hmm. I know I'm not the biggest fan of him, but from what little I've heard of him, I can hear it. Yeah. It's a lot of hunger. Um, But yeah, I I, I can see, like, um, just within that, like, it's like you you have to present Christianity in a different way depending on who you're marketing toward. You know what I mean? You you can't come to my house with a pamphlet and try to sit down and tell me why God is great. Like, you might have to put a beat behind it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe back then it was a physical thing. Like, okay, I, I know there's people over here, they like to indulge they in food. They congregate, yeah. And they congregate, and, like, food is a very central part of that. So I maybe need to add about 300 pounds and mm-hmm. get some titties and cut my hair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For them to, to, to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Okay. What do you think it is about Atlanta that we like so much? The culture, the energy, everything, literally anything you can think of, all the vibes, (laughs) (laughs) all the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Just like the fact that you can, like how we were talking about earlier, like you can, we can go to a grocery store and be like on aisle three looking at, you know, pasta sauce and... You and I could be having like a little side conversation and somebody steps in and like, you know, makes a comment. And then now we're all three just sitting there in the aisle talking. And this person that we're talking to, you know, is this huge director for, you know, such and such studios, you know. And it's like that that can happen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But like here, you know, I I haven't at least had no type of run-ins like that here. Yeah. If we're in a grocery store, this man probably is a CPA or yeah. he's like, you know, not not that CPAs aren't the shit, y'all are the shit. But I'm just saying like, you know, that person may just be a CPA right. or nothing of. It's like when you're up there, people, everybody is attainable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think the major difference is like here you run into somebody like. I would say like, I mean, I've been to New York, but I ain't like been in New York. You mm-hmm. feel me? But I imagine New York as a place where it's like everybody's always on the move. Yeah. And so it's like, even if you did happen to run into somebody that could really help you out, it's like, yo, it's time to go. They're, they're in a hurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus Atlanta, I feel like everything is attainable. Like we, like the example you mentioned, and we'd be in the store and it'd be like, oh shit, babe, our, our stock rose like 4% today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then somebody three hours down is like, what? Did you say stocks? <laughs> and then now, yo, I'm about to put you on game. Yeah. Go, yo, hit this up. You know, I do, I, I, I you're going to have to pay for this book that I wrote, but mm-hmm. I promise you the chain, like, it's just, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. You, it's just everywhere. Literally, I'll, I'll be at a show hosted by an ex football player. Somebody that did the engineering on the Lauryn Hill album, and then some guy that is working with an up and coming rapper coming out of Atlanta, all right, right there, you know, doing a Q and A. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember like I'll never forget, bro. Like, like my homie was able actually able to get us in on a a, a listening party for Ti. Like this is like a fucking like there's like probably fifty people there, Max. What the fuck am I doing there? I'm not part of the industry. You feel me? Like I'm not, but. That's what happened. You know, I, he was tired as hell, but we was able to ask questions. You know what I mean? And like, it's just like, he's, the the man is right there. Like, you know, I, I can't touch him because of his rope, but he's right fucking there. Like, this is insane. <laughs> Why am I here? There's like I'm tens of thousands of people in Atlanta, maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't yeah. know. And I'm I'm here right now. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's, 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 it's interesting, man. And, and um, 
But there's that part in my back of my brain that's like, is this a setup? Like, yo, let's get all the people, black people to Atlanta, you know? As I'm like starting to learn more about hip hop history, a lot of New York, everybody has a tie to Atlanta going as far as rappers from the 80s. It's always like, yo, I got in trouble, so my parents sent me to Atlanta. I got family down in Atlanta. Well, I decided to go to college and went to HBCU near Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, for whatever, and this is going back then, so it's like, I know the seeds was probably planted long ago. Right, that's the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like maybe it's just now bearing fruit, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical about it because I don't know, you know, like I thought Black Lives Matter was about black people, and it turns out it's really not. <laughs> it's made by white people, supposedly, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I won't get into all that, but like, yeah. it's just things, you know, are never what they seem to be. Can you hear that? Listen. It's Wheezy, baby. <laughs> it's Wheezy. I don't know why. Um, You just got to do, just wrinkle your nose a little bit. I was, I thought it was just me. I'm like, okay, it must be like an electricity issue or something like that. Do you need me to blow in your mouth like a baby <laughs> and like push that out? No, I don't know what that Bro, is. Bro, what the hell is that? I don't know. You sound like the toy from Toy Story. I know. He's like, oh, my squeaker's broken. It's, it's like dry my nose. is nothing... Okay. That's better. Okay. You, you had to just do a lot to, you had to like Tasmanian <laughs> devil your shit to get it working, but it's working. I don't know why it was like that. I don't know. What, what, um, <laughs> outside of Atlanta, like what do we have as far as like a Mecca in America? As far as black a Mecca. People? Yeah. I think LA is starting to become semi, but it's still a whole lot more of the other rather than blacks. Yeah. So. Then you got to compete with Hispanics there too. Mm-hmm. At least in Atlanta, I think the most you have to deal with is like East Asians, like Vietnamese. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it's a whole lot of them there because yeah. the medical schools and shit. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, you know over there in India, like once you finish high school, you go straight to med school. There's no like undergrad. Fuck. That's why so many of them are doctors. <laughs> Holy shit! I was like, I learned that from one of the um, doctors in at um, UF, and they were like, um, she was telling me. Yeah, you know, that's what I said. I wish I could. I should have went to the high school there, you know, and just once I got she was like, yeah, you know, it's probably be very expensive, but yeah, you can transition and everything like that. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That is. That's why that's they, all not our doctors, awesome. they are all doctors at young ages. No, that's terrible. <laughs> Bro, I can barely decide what I want to eat now as a damn near 30 year old man. Like, you talking about somebody. 16 picking out the med school that's yeah, going to determine but, how they do the rest of their life like making decisions like that at that young of an age and putting yourself through that pressure you may not ever recover from their that. parents made that decision for them over there they don't make decisions i mean yeah there's a little bit of that there's a lot of bit of that there's a lot of that though <laughs> yeah god man yeah that's pressure bro america truly is like a great country you know for for all this ups and downs the ups are up and stuck <laughs> like, it, like I'm just so glad, and, and I don't know people probably deal with that in America, but like you know, for the most part, like all, all I got to do is trade. Like I might have to probably eat some garbage, put some hormones in me that I don't probably want to live with. But aside from that, like you know, I, I can go outside and it's all good. Mm. You know, I create my narrative mm. for the most part. Oh, you mean here? Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about going outside and like, yo, is the government going to try to destroy this building today? Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Like, 
or like, yeah. damn, like there's just a brownout and there's no electricity and it could be anywhere from one hour a to seven days. Brownout? Yeah, I guess that's like a, a blackout. Uh, I don't know. It's something like a blackout. Okay. I think it's a little more intense. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Make it whatever you want it to be. I was thinking about that the other day too, the fact that because I was thinking, okay, you know, it's probably time for us to like try to find somewhere new, like away from Florida and Georgia and like get out there. But it's like everywhere has its issues, bro. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. You just got to pick which shithole <laughs> yeah. you want to be in. It's like you could go to the middle of nowhere, but you're going to also have to deal with tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And like, shit, I like fast Shitty Wi-Fi. Internet. <laughs> we're you both thinking I mean? the same thing i like fast internet i like having service you know mm-hmm. like every time i look at the coverage map from the cell phone companies i'm like yo what the fuck is happening up yeah. there in montana and shit why nobody got no towers out yeah. there you feel me like niggas just out there just that i guess that's why out there you find more like serial killers and shit there's this road that you take from illinois the interstate that you take from illinois champaign illinois to chicago right and literally, there's this like miles and miles, like at night, mind you, I was just like miles and miles of just red flashing dots, like antennas, thousands, like hundreds of thousands, like on both, like you, the road is going straight, right? And on both sides, like how you know how Payne's Prairie, like when you're riding through the McAnopee, yeah, yeah. how that looks just open. Imagine fields like that open of just towers of red flashing lights. Bruh. Yeah. It was like... So many of those, and for like at least a solid two to three hours, no trees. Damn, <laughs> just flashing red lights. Yeah. So yeah, mm-mm. that night I remember those things. I remember like they, they all just started moving like that, doing a little snake. I was like, oh my god, that's not even a tree for me to look at to like or watch the different trees go oh, by. Admire nature. It's just yeah. like the same repeating thing over and over. Yes. Yeah, that shit kills Brown, me. Brown dead grass. Yeah. That is insane. They probably put something in it, you know what I mean? Like that I should be more worried about that than them damn five G right, towers. Because I'd be worried like I'm driving through this. When am I gonna get cancer from all this radioactive right, activity? <laughs> that's crazy. That's fucked up. Yeah. We need to talk to them about that. <laughs> I I'm, I want you to go take that yeah. road so you can see it. Speaking of Chicago, Shameless ended. Oh, like end end? Yeah, it's done. Oh man, I haven't watched the last two episodes, but okay, like, the so season has been so shitty that I just went online. I was like, okay, what happens? And Frank kills himself, and I'm like, oh okay, well, that's understandable. Dealing with dementia and yeah. shit, alcoholic dementia. Well, we gotta that, watch it now. Um, I mean, yeah, just for nostalgic purposes, I guess. But the season cry? is just no. I'm not gonna okay. cry. I have no attachment to Frank like that. Okay. Like the show is not serious enough for me to cry. Mm, you know I, mean? I don't know. Had you contemplating a lot of the storylines? Had you like, you know what, this, you know, or you know what, that. Yeah. After um, I think it was season eight or season nine when Fiona Fiona left. Like the, I mean, the, sh- the writing was already kind of bad, but like I at least I respect how she exited the show. Right. But like, yeah, this this last season has been trash. It's so it tries hard too hard to be like relevant with the whole coronavirus thing and like lingo. You know, like you can tell when the show is written by young people and they try to throw like TikTok references in and like memes and shit. And it's like, it's just too hard. It's too, y'all going Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't yeah. Know or like they throw like, it's like, okay, yeah, y'all are starting to touch a little more on the racial issues, but it's done in such a gimmicky way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let's touch on uh 
on race by putting the only black kid on the show in Black Panther gear and having yeah. thought this. I'm yeah. like, I, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's just it's not funny and it's not informative. Mm-hmm. So it's just time wasting, and yeah. I feel insulted now. <laughs> so fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that um, and I've been watching that show since like. 2011 12 yeah we've when, been watching for a minute yeah from when they did the uk version and then when that ended i was like, okay and then i seen they was doing one on on showtime I'm like, hmm. i remember when we first got together you were like big on skins yeah i was on a lot of uk shows that mm-hmm. show is nasty as shit but um it's not like i, I guess it would be raunchier than it's like their version of degrassi I never watched Degrassi. And you you know, you're not missing out either. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch yeah. what Gossip Girl or something like that. Mm, really? That that actually surprises me. Because yeah. you like all the other shows like that. I that's so that like that show, I never seen it. Yeah. Pretty I thought Liars it was like, and all that type of shit. Oh, it's like that. Okay. Um be not bewitched. What's the show with the three witches? witches <gasps> oh wait, Gossip Girl is the girl or like the chick that put like it's an anonymous website, the chick posts things about kids in the school or whatever and okay. she she that goes put talk about her on it. That's I remember familiar. seeing. I remember watching. I think one episode, and someone in that show annoyed me, and I just never watched it again. Yeah, it's always, but someone always annoys you in every show. <laughs> you always find like it's just that one character, and every time they, I don't like him. I don't like her. I'm like, I know. I'm. I'm very much aware <laughs> that you don't like this character. It's usually always the damsel in distress you don't like. So someone is like, or just someone that's like painfully oblivious. That like the wife from Breaking Bad, like, bro, or how do you their hide? stupid face, like how they hold their mouth or how they do their eyes, yeah. like you know, it's just like, why? Who taught you, like, in acting when you show emotion, this is how you express it, right? It's, the same stupid. What was face. that one chick? The one chick last night we were watching on the wait, I on was bad watching, trip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the art gallery girl, she just like, oh yeah. When she smiles, <laughs> like her bottom lip comes in. Yeah. She, you missed it. She like, I don't know if like she was not an actress. Like, you know, like I think like, I don't know. I think that was like a real person that he stalked <laughs> for this show. Because like in the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, that's another actress. You know, she's in on this. And the ending part was just like, no. He went to, like, she actually has a gallery, right, in New York. And he went to her gallery and like proclaimed his love for her. And she was just like, that's sweet, but no, like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is really crazy. You came to my gallery, you know, and it's like, no, like, that. she's smiling the whole time, too. She's like, no, like, we don't do that. This is crazy. She handled it professional. And um, everyone, like, all the, her audience and everyone is there, and they're just staring, right? They're like, oh, shit, like, you know what's going on? And then I guess either someone, I can't remember, somebody threw a fit. And they just start breaking shit. Like I'm, I feel like they probably like took her set. Like you know, Kat got on board with like someone like I don't know, maybe whoever owns the place or whoever her partners are. They but they took the set and made it fake. Like you know, recreated it so that they're not actually fucking up her shit. Because if they actually fucked up her shit and then just paid for it, I'd be pissed off. But they fuck up everything. Like take paintings off, bringing their head through. You know, and she's just like this the whole time, you know, in it. And she's like, get out. Like, you know, she tells them to get out. So they leave. They leave and then, like, play, resume with the TV show. And then, like, later on, they come back to the set. <laughs> and the lady's, like, got the broom and she's sweeping and shit in there and cleaning up. And she has, like, a whole cleaning crew of, like, um Hispanic women, right? Older Hispanic women. And they're all, like, you know, talking Spanish and what, and what in the background. 
And then she just like, she sees him coming in. And she's like, this bitch really, like, you can see in her face, like, this bitch really came back to my place that he fucked up. And he, like, coming and saying, like, you know, oh, like, you know, I know, like, the love and this, this, and not at all. And she was just like, get the fuck out of my, <laughs> get the fuck out of my gallery. Do you not see my shit? You tore up everything. You know, she was, and she, like, takes the broom and she breaks it in half. And she's like, get the fuck out now. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, she oh, she is gone. <laughs> this one lady that could not stop smiling, even like, you know, while telling somebody. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face, you know? Oh, man. But it was hilarious. I was like, oh, my God. That was an interesting movie to watch, man, because, like, you know, it brings shit back to, like, the, the jackass era of MTV that I yeah. really miss. But it's yeah. like, we're all black people. So, you know, I, I had to fuck with it just for that reason, even if, you know. It, it, it it's the type of movie it is. Yeah, I would like to see a two bad trip two or something, because this is so good so far. They ain't gonna be able to do it again. You don't think so? I I never understood how like okay like a, a show like Jackass back then I maybe could understand. Did I burn it? Almost. I just seen red go down. I'm like oh, this nigga man. really flicking ashes My on bad. the I could almost see a show like Jackass working how it did back then because. It's like MTV is popular, but it's not at the like the level now. It's like there's social media, there's TV, there's all these different avenues to get put on the shit. Eric Andre is on fucking Adult Swim all the time. Mm-hmm. Lil Rel is in like all the the quote unquote funnier black movies, and then Tiffany Haddish is fucking everywhere and yeah. fucking everybody. So I mean, it's like <gasps> she everybody. is only with Common. Who else? Mm-hmm. Who else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only Common. Hey, according to Lipstick Valley. Lipstick Alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just find that interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The jackass thing. <coughs> oh shit. Yeah, hey, you've been puffing. Time has rewound. Um, what to do, y'all? This is Jay. <laughs> and this is C. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Um, y'all know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about a little more bullshit. Because I'm slowly coming to the grips that I can't do everything. Just when it comes to like the businesses and shit like that. So I am a very, um, I can do it myself type person. Controlling. No, not not controlling. I think it's control. No, I would just rather be in charge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let Control. me explain, bro. Because I'm if you're if you are in charge, I'm not gonna try to like take your shine. Like, I'm going to follow. But if no, given you're the, gonna follow if, or reluctant. You're gonna have an opinion, right? And keep it to myself. No, you will not. I will keep it. You to myself. you will keep it to yourself verbally, but it will show in your actions. Yes, I'm gonna. You're yeah. gonna tell me, okay? Why don't you do this? Do this? And I'm gonna say, okay. And then if I'm going to do say, it the way I want to do right, it. Right. If I say sweep the floor before you mop it and you believe that the floor should be mopped before it's swept because the yeah. dirt bundles up and I just say, hey, babe, all right, will you go clean the floor? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, You're going to do, do it how you want to. Unless no, I'm going to be nice about it, though. So, yes, I'm going to do it how I want to, but I'm going to be nice about it. Ask for forgiveness and not No, permission. no. <laughs> Controlling. Right. It's okay. No. But That's what control. I was going to say, like, when it comes to, like, shit like this, right? Like, the example, like, we're looking for a logo right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, normally, I would just go ahead and do it myself. 
So I'm I'm okay. learning to try to like let other people do it, mm-hmm. but I just find myself constantly being like, bro, this is not what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to music, when it comes to people making videos for me, like I'll, I'll send somebody a song and then I get it back and I'm like, this is not even where my shit goes. Like, how the fuck did you listen to this and thought this was on beat? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just, I find myself constantly being disappointed by professionals. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not learn? You know what I mean? Okay, I see you. Yeah. So, but I am, I am learning to just let it be. And, you know, over time, I will eventually come across people that will out exceed my expectations. Exactly. The more that I try to outsource. Mm-hmm. Because the time it takes to like learn a lot of this stuff can be consuming and it can be overwhelming, more mm-hmm. importantly. Mm-hmm. Especially for someone like me. So, um, letting go is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Letting go all in all aspects too. You can relate that to love. Yeah. In what way? Like <laughs> I did that thing again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like go on. <laughs> oh my god! Because what I happen, what happens is like I'll say something, and then I immediately go back to my thoughts because those kind of thoughts I keep to myself. <laughs> yeah, I do that but, a lot um, too. Yeah, <laughs> no, like letting go. Just like okay. I mean, it like you know they always say like okay if if you truly love something let it go and if it's real it'll come back right like that kind of thing is what I mean like okay like you know just let go of you know needing to like if if there is like a rough patch or something like that I'm trying to think of like an example if there is like if you and your partner are like always bumping heads right and the issue that the reason that you guys are always bumping head, like, you, no, you do everything right. And I'm thinking in perspective of like a man, if I was a man, right? So you do everything right. You get the flowers, you get the tub, you know, you do the massages, you do the, you know, dates, spontaneous, you know, all those kind of things. You know, you keep it zuzzed and loving what people identify as being loving, you know, things you see on TV. And it's just like y'all are constantly bumping heads, right? So it, from the from your perspective, you see it as being okay or good but you're still bumping heads so you're like okay something has to be wrong and it could just be that you know just let go like let go of the expectations of what you think love is let go of you know all this other stuff and see let your love tell you what it is you know so or let the person go because fuck that shit that ain't gonna have me run around (laughs) doing all this shit and then want to trip because i brought a little dirt in the house like god damn you're not gonna do this yeah i'll be more so like yeah, it happens with us too sometimes. Like when you're just around each other all the time, and like you just start bickering about why did you smack your teeth? Like why are you running a fork against your teeth like that? Dog. You know, <laughs> it's literally like three things that keep me sane. Right, it's like making sure that I ate because the way that I work, I forget to eat. Mm-hmm. The other thing is like, yo, sometimes you just need a break. It, it doesn't mean that I need to go be away for the day it just means i need to maybe go to the other room and read a book yeah you know what i mean like because we i mean we do we game together we do podcasts together yeah we go to the store together we do a lot of things together you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and like you know over time it's like damn man like you have those moments where you want to be alone yeah and i've been told that the only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were alone yeah and that's the fucking truth (laughs) that is the fucking truth when you just feel like I just I don't, bro, 
I need everything to stop and it won't stop, it'll eat you alive. Yeah. The third thing is making sure I'm hydrated. Yeah. Those are my three things that drastically affect my mood. And if I control those things and keep them in tandem, good to go. That's good. And they seem so simple, but it's so hard to remember. <laughs> you, The food part is the hardest for me. Food. Food is hard for me. Like I can eat. If I eat once in a day, then I don't eat. But I can go the whole day without eating, you know? Can. But shouldn't. But I shouldn't, right? I shouldn't. But that, that will happen. Especially if I get sucked into something. Um, or I might not eat at all, you know? Done that. Um, but... I think I was going to answer the question myself, like, what would I need my three things to keep me sane? And it probably would be food, I guess, but um, a long time for sure. And like clean spaces. I think like that's my, I think that's like a thing for me because I, we, I think we noticed like, you know, I mean, you said yesterday, like, oh, like the Native American ancestry thing because you can get energies while they're looking at people and being yeah. around them, you know, that kind of thing. It's like the same thing, like in my room, in the space. Like when I started at the hospital, you know, just like the energy, you know, of everything there. It's not the people, it's not the people, it's not this, you know, it's just the energy in this four walls, you know, yeah. <laughs> the energies in this building um, that just create, Affect me, I guess, really hard or cold. Yeah. That in like dramatic manner. Shit. Only thing even comparable to that is working in a damn prison. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> you want to talk about energy, bro? Something to suck that the soul is draining. Out you, bro? Yes, that is And it ain't draining. even the inmates. It's the fucked up part, bro. It's yeah. the niggas you work with. Yeah. It's just so like, I'm like, bro, like, is that is that it? Like, is that what life is? Mm-hmm. You got 70 acres, but you work 90 hours mm-hmm. a week? And you're, and you're 60 what? You know what I mean? Like, bro, you retired and you're dead within like... I think the average like age after retirement was something dumb low. Something super low, yeah, for correction officers. So they, <laughs> like and they die from like a heart years. attack or they got to do a high blood pressure. And, Nigga, what? Yeah. I did not do 90 hour weeks for a decade mm-hmm. and die at 59. Higher than a decade. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think like, what you got to get vetted for I'm four away, years. Four, four years away from my 25, man. I ain't letting nothing fuck this mm-hmm, up. It's mm-hmm. like, dog. What that can't be it, bro. It can't be. They were serving time. Damn, serving time. They were serving time. Lupe Fiasco has a brilliant song, uh, from the perspective of like you a prisoner too, mm-hmm. basically. The song's called Prisoner Number Two, um, but he has a one and two. One's from like the inmate side, and one from the correctional officer side. All right. And it's 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 a beautiful piece of music. I have to play that for you one day. Yeah, for sure. I would put it in the pod if I wouldn't get sued for doing so. Yeah, don't do that, bro. We I can't. Even, we don't need no lawsuits right now. I can't even do the shit I used to do for like your videos where I used to like pitch it up and speed it a little bit. Like they don't caught on to that. Even like reversing the track sometimes doesn't work. That used to be like the foolproof. Like just put a few seconds of me reversing it and it'll like bypass whatever little thing they use. But mm-hmm. it don't work no more. That's why everybody's putting in their Facebook captions. I do not own the rights to this music mm-hmm. as if that means a fucking thing. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. It keep the video up. Usually, if it has a lot of plays, they they don't mind. Mm-hmm. But if they see you profiting mm-hmm. any bit off of that, it's done. But yeah, you could put my song in a in a video of a man getting his teeth knocked out. 
<laughs> or like some groupie giving head to four niggas in the parking lot. Like, yeah, that's fine. That song, remember that song Kill Bill that or whatever it's called, Ill Bill? I don't know. Yeah, it's Kill Bill. Um, that was in fight videos and that's how that song took off. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I, I at least that's I never heard the song. When I looked it up, I couldn't find much about it. And then I started seeing it. It was like this one video. I think it was like some some skaters walked up to a group of black dudes and like started shit. And like the black dude was like, we just going to walk away, basically. And then I think one of them tried to like smack him with a skateboard and got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and then like right when he smacked his ass, the music popped off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Everybody in the comments like, what is this song? Dang. Yeah. When you have a visual, it makes the whole the music sounds totally what? different. Denzel Curry shit that uh I am the one that mm-hmm. ultimate whatever. That's another one of them. Yeah, that's one of them. I know <laughs> I know there was a lot of videos of that song. Yeah. He put a video out for that song like a couple like three years after it came out because it had blew up so much. Yeah. It was like, damn. <laughs> like the real Denzel Curry fans are this song old as shit, but everybody else is like, you know, this yeah. is amazing. Oh, I love this yeah. new shit. It's never too late. Three days. I'm grace pretty sure we are that. way over an hour. Nope. Fifty minutes, oh, and that's awesome. with the bullshit. That is great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know really you're ready good. to do the next activity. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, the, huh? What's the next activity? That's up to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I got the power. Yeah, we had an itinerary, but, you know, things happen. You had an itinerary of a lot of ideas. I'm so caffeinated, bro. Very caffeinated. Yeah. When that happens, I'm just like, I want to do everything. And that's why I end up feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> if I could let go of my caffeine addiction, bro, I would, I would, uh, oh my God. You know, I would deal with my depression in a healthy way. Instead, uh, I just mask it with drugs. No. Oh, this has been another episode of Wet Shrimp, man. Make sure y'all follow us at Wet Shrimp Pod, P-O-D, everywhere you can think of. Podcast is called Wet Shrimp, Black Love and Bullshit on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, and soon to be Pandora. Well, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but hey, <laughs> we fuck with y'all, man. Um, do that. She is darling Poseidon everywhere you can think of. Make sure y'all follow her Twitch. You know, she'll be on there doing her thing with the Sims, Red Dead, GTA, shit like that. Um, you know, fuck with me on the music tip. You can follow me at Dollar Water. There is nothing there right now, but I have a lot in the vault ready to unleash when the time is right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, man? I'm finna go watch Rocket Power or some shit. I need to cool off a little bit. Hey, man, we fuck with y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>